I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Clark. You've read the episode title and description. You know what we're here to discuss. You know who I'm here to discuss it with. Fresh off of his Fox weather appearance, my handicap and homie, Outkick betting bros of Dan Z. Dan, what's up? I can't believe you're not faunting me as a weather expert. I was on Fox weather as the Augusta National weather expert from Central Connecticut. <laughs> How many times have you been to Augusta? Never. Never. Me neither. I asked our outkick uh, golf guy, Mark Harris, how many times he's been. I guess he was there this past weekend for the women's tournament, but he's never been for the Masters. Everyone says yeah. it's like like a must. It's like a bucket list sports event. Yeah, it is. I actually was just having a conversation this morning with uh, Booger McFarlane, close friend of mine from ESPN days, and um, never heard. I of asked it. him about it. Are you being serious? No. Okay. I thought um, I was going to have like more of a runway to land that joke, but nah. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving past that, um, I figured he'd been because he lives in the South and he's um, got connections. And I asked him about it. He's like, "Yeah, I went about ten years ago, and uh, I'll never go again." And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, man, like, it's definitely something you want to do once, but I would much rather sit on my couch and watch the Masters than go to the Masters because you just don't get to watch that much golf. And like, it's a cool experience. But at the end of the day, my couch is a better spot to watch golf. Dude, that was my concern. It's like a it's like a Dave Chappelle stand up. They like lock up your phones before it starts. Right. There's no phones allowed on the course. I think that could be true. I don't know. Oh yeah! All right, I I thought you would have known this. Maybe Booker would have. I can't told imagine you. they take your phone from you. They no, might it's like kick one of you the... out if they see you with it. But have you ever been to like a comedy show that they do this? No. Yeah. All right. So when I went to Tiffany Haddish and uh, Anthony Jeselnik, they give you like these pouches, and you you have to lock your phone in it, and it just that's like, a super soft move, by the way. They don't for a comedian. They don't allow. Um, um, like you can't, you can't unlock it yourself. Like they have a key at the front that they have to unlock. They, they use to unlock the bag. I think that's a super soft move for comedians, by the way, but that's a separate issue. Why do you think that? It's not, I, I think it's more of like a piracy thing. I don't think it's like, also some comedians are like working on material and they don't want like their bullshit, like stuff that they don't have fleshed out yet, like released to the internet. Soft. How is that soft? I just said it. Soft. You're just sticking with that. You, you've made that statement. You're not gonna. You're not gonna even have a conversation about it. You don't even want to talk I mean, about who it. Who cares? Who cares if your shit goes on the internet? You're you're a comedian. This is a goddamn echo do? chamber. All right, you got to defend your opinions. This is, well, this is what you do. Like you put your thoughts into the ether, and then people judge them. You're a comedian. That is literally what you do for a living. 
it's a soft move. Fair enough. Well, apparently Augusta practices that same softness as Dave Chappelle, Anthony Jeselnik, and a lot of stand-up comedians. Actually, probably most stand-up comedians. Um, and that was like kind of my concern or why like if I was offered to go to Augusta, I wouldn't want to go. Because I have so much like action. I have so many bets in there. Like I want to follow this shit on my phone. I don't want to just like walk around with one golfer. And what are you going to do in Augusta when the tournament's not being played, right? Like I like going to concert festivals. My favorite uh, one that I've been to is Lollapalooza in Chicago. When Lollapalooza is done, you're in Chicago and there's a lot of cool shit to do. You can't say the same thing about Augusta. Like how far is it from Atlanta? I'm sure Atlanta's pretty sick. Augusta, not that dope. Um, I would assume. Do they even have strip clubs in, uh, in Augusta? These are things that I wonder if I'm like going out and raging for a weekend, which is what I would plan to do if going to like a sporting event, traveling to a sporting event. I don't know. This is what, what I was planning on talking about. Um, we're actually just going to talk about our bets here that we, we uh, come to make. I need to hear your policy on something. So, instead of betting, by the way, I don't. I don't think they take your phone. You're, they're just you're just not allowed to have it. And if anyone sees you with it, they will kick you out and um, can possibly ban you for life. You kind of spaced out there. Were you googling this to find it out real quick? Yeah, I was. All right, so it's just like uncouth to pull out your phone. They don't actually like I mean, black it's a, bag it, it. It it's banned, and you can't use it. Um, and if you get seen, you are getting kicked out and possibly banned for life. But I don't think they take it from you. As far as I can tell, they don't take it from you. I don't think they take it from you. The community. I can't remember. This is like a f- like four years ago that I did this. They just put it in a bag and you can't unlock the bag without their key. Um, it even says um, if you have like an emergency or something, they have like call centers you have to go to. Yeah, it's like pay phones in Augusta. <laughs> oh, no. Basically, yeah. Uh, that does not wild. sound very efficient. Know that. I'm, I'm never, surprised I've Booker didn't bring this up. Tried to go. Yeah, I don't know. Like, doesn't everyone watch sports with their phone in their hand? I don't know. I guess I, I, I gamble on sports kinda, more than I kind of like it for the Masters, though. It's not a soft move for the Masters. What this is no. what they do? They golf. They put it on TV. Why can't you get a a, a cell phone video of someone golfing up close? This is more about like, you know, when LeBron hit that shot to like break the record and that famous picture is literally every single human being with their cell phone up, like recording and not one person is sort of living in the moment. You failed. You've already failed in this take. Tiger Woods had the exact same moment where everyone's looking at him. There's one guy standing there with a Michelob Ultra just like absorbing the moment. It was like a very viral moment. What? what, I mean, it could be. I think it was at St. Andrews. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I think it's cool for sports because it makes those moments like live in the moment. Like you're witnessing history. Like if you're at a freaking comedy club on a Friday night, seeing Anthony Jeselnik do 20 minutes, like you're not witnessing history. That's fair. I mean, you don't I mean, know. I it could, could be, it could I, be like Michael Richards history. I, I could make the, you know, live in the moment. Like I, I wouldn't record someone at a comedy show. Let me be clear. I'm not advocating you go to a comedy show and record them. I wouldn't do it. I don't do it. However, I think making you put your phone in a bag is sort of silly. Just, you know, make the rule. No cell phones. If you get seen with it, we're kicking you out. Like, that's fine to have that policy. But to literally, like, take it and lock it in a bag, I think that's where I have a problem. 
That's where you draw the line. Understood. Let's get back to the golf stuff. I don't even think we started the golf stuff. Let's start the golf no, stuff. No, we have not started the golf stuff. Okay, let's start the golf stuff. So this is a par 70. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just course breakdown. Uh, Augusta National Golf Club. It's big. Hey, ping me. Yeah, ping me when, uh, when this is done. We can talk. Well... You did just go on Fox Weather, so I'm not talking to you about uh, Fo- uh, some weather expert. stuff. Yeah, meteorologist Dan Z. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> All right, so actually, uh, the, the first betting thing that we need to discuss is your approach, our approaches at betting the favorites. Now, I'll give you mine first. I didn't do it. <laughs> like, Scheffler is number one, depending on what book you look at. I'll just look at the sponsor books. I have it right in front of me, and, you know, DraftKings is the homie. Scotty, Scheff- Scotty Scheffler, excuse me, is plus 650. Rory McIlroy, plus 750. Rom, plus 850. Then fourth, Jordan Spieth, huge fall off down to 1,800. So, in my opinion, the only way you can profitably bet one of these three guys is if you bet them with a single bullet, maybe you get one more golfer in there. Maybe. I chose to go further down the odds board and go with four golfers. That was my plan of attack. Do you? Did you make a bet on any one of these three favorites? I... Sort of. Um, I have a side bet with you on John Rahm beating Rory McIlroy because we have that every week or every major elevated event, which obviously the Masters is. So our we'll be on uh, John Rahm versus Rory McIlroy. And I made a bet with Booger, who took Scotty Scheffler in the same head-to-head. So I have John Rahm also versus Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I like Rahm the most this week. If I were going to back a favorite, plus you can get him at a slightly cheaper price i suppose you would phrase it right he's 900 and they're both 700 i have to bring up the oh geez scheffler's down to 65 that's crazy um i like rom if i'm gonna back a favorite but you didn't put him on your like in your fantasy pool or like any of your outright bets i'm using rom as my tier one pick in my pools i used rom to anchor my dfs lineup yeah i've got, I've got a lot of john rom exposure in this tournament I think John Rom's going to win this tournament. I love it. Why? He hasn't ever been in contention on Sunday, but that obviously doesn't mean he can't win. Yeah, I mean, no one's won the tournament until they've won the tournament, right? So, I, I Rom has played well enough here. It's not like he just famously struggles at Augusta. He has played well here. He's finished in the top ten, finished in the top ten four years in a row before last year. Um, he's an excellent putter. He's excellent around the greens. That can definitely make a difference at Augusta. He's the best putter of those three golfers we talked about. That's why I like him uh, the most. I think Rory's distance is a little bit mitigated here because Augusta's not really a driving course. It's pretty wide open. Um, The rough isn't super penal. Everything is, all the scoring is done on and around the greens where I think John Rahm can really shine. So, yeah, he's my guy this week. And I just at some point, he's going to win the Masters. I've, I've said that for a long time. John Rahm will be a Masters champion, so why not this year? That's what a lot of people say about Rory McIlroy, but he hasn't gotten there. Yeah, he still could, for sure. I don't hate. To be fair, like I don't hate Rory or Scheffler this week at all. Um, but you know, you're asking. I mean, we're picking between the three best golfers in the world. Like they, they should all be there on Sunday. Not saying they will be, but they should. 
and any one of them could win this tournament, but if I'm picking one, and, and I did, um, I have a lot of John Rahm exposure, so that's who I'm on this week. Rahm is second on my power rankings behind Rory. Scheffler is down there at seven, which makes me feel like my model is wrong. Yeah, that um, feels off. Yeah, I didn't really bet against that. Um, I did take Rory in a matchup over Rom on DraftKings because it was even money, but it's only like a quarter unit bet. It's not something I'm hitting heavy. I've been running like shit in head-to-head matchups, so I'm only doing one unit spread out over four different underdogs. That's kind of my plan of attack going into it. But I want to use Rory in like my one-and-done three-man lineup, a thing that me and you uh, are um, in a league for. Um I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't use like the single or um, two golfer betting spread, betting card, but Rory would be, would be my pick. The The word on the street is he's just crushing the practice uh, rounds. Well, well, why are you making that face? That doesn't matter at all? No, it doesn't matter at all. Okay. All right. Well, R- Rory. Practice? We talking about, <laughs> we talk, we talk about practice. Not a game. Okay, so you, can, game. so you can brush off practice. Can you brush off total strokes gained at Augusta? Because uh, McElroy is better than Rahm at that. Or does that not matter either? Is it just under the guise of, well, you know, you don't win it until you win it. You don't win it until you win it, buddy. All right. Here's my thing. All your points can't be smart and all my points can't be stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to learn how to talk down to people. That's the key. <laughs> Everything you say sounds smart when you make the other person sound dumb. I don't feel like I sound dumb. I feel like your tone and your your goofy <laughs> little face, which isn't we don't uh we don't put this out on video, so I guess it's just me reacting and, you know, bringing it to audio. I mean, look, I'm look, I mean, Rory, you know, had a just like Rom, a string of five straight years finishing in the top 10. He's been in the top 5 in the last each of the last or two of the last three. I mean, look, Rory's one of the best players in the world. He's a four-time major champion. He definitely can and should contend at this tournament. I I'm not really not really against your point. I just, you know, bringing up the practice round is kind of silly, but fine. Fair enough. Um, I mean, the dude's played how many competitive rounds at Augusta? Like we're going to take into account how he played, you know, during a practice round on Monday. Not so much. There's supposedly, and you could speak to this, the weather is going to soften the course conditions. There's supposed to be a lot of rain in Augusta this weekend, this week. Um, And supposedly that helps out, or like driving distance is more important in those situations. Can you confirm that? I can confirm it's going to rain, yes. You can't confirm that driving distance is more important in the rain. I don't think it'll softer course conditions. Again, we're to the top three. The guys at the top all hit the shit out of the ball. So I'm not super worried about that. All right. Well, McElroy around the green is 29th. Rom is 49th over the last 50 rounds. I don't know. We already going to go head to head. So we'll see. And I don't have any bets on Rory outside of our head to head and the matchup with Scheffler that I published to outkick.com backslash betting. Check out that's, Post and all my other content there, and Dan Z sometimes posts some betting content. Let's talk about my picks. I'm going with Dustin Johnson as my first horse for the course. I think you like a live tour guy, so we're going to kind of be simpatico on that, brosives on that angle. 
I went with Dustin Johnson. I thought about Brooks Kepka. I love the number from Brooks Kepka. I heard people getting him at 90 to 1 a couple months ago. That really pisses me off, knowing that that was out there and I could have made that bet and I didn't. But I got DJ at 30 to 1. 30 to 1, Dan. What do you think about that number for Dustin Johnson? I actually am not on any live golfers in this tournament. Whoa! Um, after I sat back and, and thought switch. about it, after I sat back and and spent some time um, researching, it's been a while since we've seen Dustin Johnson compete at a major outside of the Open. Um, he has not finished <laughs> inside the top. What do you mean? Say that again. Say what you just said again. Think about what you're saying. It's been a while since you've seen him compete at a major since the Open. No, no, no. Not not named the Open. Got you. Okay, okay, all right. He's all right. finished top 10 in I the last two you. Open championships, but in the Masters, the PGA, and the U.S. Open, he hasn't finished top 10 in any of them in the past few years. So it's just been a while since we've seen him compete in America for a, master, or for a, a major title. He got cut at the 21 Masters. Uh, tied 12th last year, got cut at the PGA two years in a row, and finished 19th and 24th in the U.S. Open. So I don't, I, I just don't know what to do with the live guys. I mean, I texted you that for a reason. Like, I'm just not sure if live tournaments matter as far as form is concerned. Nobody watches, nobody goes. Like, the atmosphere just isn't the same. Like, are these guys, I, I think some guys might come out and be like energized and that's kind of was my theory on on brooks was that he's the type of guy that i feel like will just feed off of the energy and and will love people talking shit to him and like he's gonna he's gonna be into that dj dj's living a pretty sweet life with his girl um he's making a ton of money like i just don't know how hungry he is at this point he's already won the masters he's won a u.s open I'm not sure how hungry he is, if I'm being totally honest. So that's kind of why I can't get behind DJ. And I, I actually think 30 to 1 is kind of short, if I'm being honest. I would much rather play uh, Xander at 25 or Cam Young at 35 or even Cam Smith at 35 than DJ at 30. Cam Smith is not at 35, though. Cam's... Uh, on DraftKings, he is. Oh, whoa. How did that happen? And when did that happen? He was 25 like two days ago. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I might have to jump in on that. And then Brooks got back up to four. Uh, yeah, I noticed that as well. Plus 4,000. Brooks was at like 55 pre-live win and then jumped up to 35 post-live win. So obviously they were thinking that the live win mattered. And now he's backing off a little bit probably because people are realizing the live win doesn't matter. I haven't refreshed these odds in a couple, in like a day, and these are some numbers that are moving. I was more excited about my numbers before seeing this. Like Colin Marikawa was the second guy on my list. I got him at plus three thousand. He's plus twenty eight hundred on DraftKings right now. So, little CLV baby. Uh, I mean, he was a little, but I mean, he's plus 2,200 at the start of the week and he's drifting. And I I think more money is going to come in on Rory Scheffler and, and Rom as the week 
as we get closer to, to Thursday, and I think maybe Marikawa might get over 30-1 to 1, um, come Thursday. So I'm a little pissed about that. But um, Dustin Johnson, you know, he, he's a 2020 Masters winner. Granted, it was not a real Masters, though. Why do you? I knew you were going to say that. Why? Why do you think that? It was in November. So what? It's a different golf course. Everyone will tell you that. It's a completely different golf course. What what made it different? It was easier. By a lot. How is it easier in November than it is in, in April? I don't know. I'm not a weather expert. You just were on Fox Weather. You are the only weather expert I know. Uh, the course plays differently in November than it does in April. It's in different conditions, a different time of year. The grass is different. Everything's different. I, I you mother effer. <laughs> you just said the same thing repackaged. All right, so you don't know. It's just something that you read. The course is easier in November. Well, it was. If it's softer because of the rain, maybe it's easier than normal April's this April. I mean, Dustin Johnson set a record for a reason. Because he's fucking awesome, and he crushes the ball off the tee, and he kills it, and he's a multiple-time major winner, and he goes really well at Augusta. What other reasons do you need? Good stuff, buddy. Good handicap. I'm into it. I mean, he finished second behind Tiger in 2019. (laughs) Yeah, behind Broken Bones Tiger. All right. So now we're going to downplay a Tiger Masters win. That's where we're at right now on this podcast. Jesus Christ, man. I do think, and you made this point about, I think, a J.J. Spahn-Thomas Dietrich matchup last week, but we're gambling, and I feel like the best time to gamble on the Live Tour players is going to be the Masters. Like, like if if the top 10, if they have Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and Cam Smith in there, those numbers are just going to be nuked for the next, the next three majors, right? So I'm seeing some value here. At thirty to one, and I made a uh, uh, um, a little bet on it. And Data Golf, do you do you use Data Golf at all? Do you like them? I do. They have DJ as their fifteenth ranked golfer in the world in their model. Um, the official World Golf Rankings has him as sixty nine. Who do you who do you think's closer? Whose rankings do you trust more? Well, I trust Data Golf's because they take everything into account. The World Golf Ranking just, but here's the problem: Data Golf have, has him as number fifteen, and right now his odds are he's eighth, so he's overvalued right now. He is. I got him at three thousand, though. I'm not talking about those odds. I'm talking about what I got. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, you got me there. Uh, Dustin Johnson, my first horse of the course. Second one. Even actually, if you had him, even Max Homa's plus 3,000 right now, that still ranks 12. So even if he was that, he'd still be a little bit overvalued. Sure, but I'm giving him a boost for the course history, to be honest. And Fair enough. Just because he's an alpha, and I think... Here we go. I just my, my, my takeaway from his like full swing Netflix vibe is that he's very content with how everything is. And like he's just, I, he's gonna come I in here and hammer dick so the Masters. I just love you so much. <laughs> Why? We're talking Rory practice rounds. We're talking Dustin Johnson during a documentary. Uh, this like, is what are we? What you, are we doing? you were you were the antithesis of a homie. You're the you're a negative <laughs> homie. I just want everyone to understand at home. When we stopped recording a couple weeks ago, Dan gives me shit, dude. Too many numbers. I get lost. I got bored. 
Now I'm going like away from that. Now it's like, eh, yeah, this is stupid. You're, everything you're saying is stupid. It's like, all right, what do you want? You want me to go through my model here and just like give all the numbers? No, like, no, I mean, no. I'm trying to make this a better listening experience. And maybe it is. it is. Maybe people are like, you know what? Dan pissing Jeff off is awesome. I prefer it that. It's the best. He just, my favorite thing to do. Just like the fucking Joker of Outkick Best podcast. All right. Uh, who's, who do you have on your card? So I did a piece today on the pool picks. As I mentioned, I run a pool. Um, I still haven't gotten your entry. Yeah, well, I'm basing it off of this. this uh, I mean, you know, I, listen, I don't care if you do it or not. I just, you know, you claim to be a golf expert. You should be able to clean up on a bunch of... <laughs> You I know, was, I was in like February. <laughs> now, now, not so much. So I bet Xander a while ago uh, at twenty-five to one, which is where he is now. So I didn't really get any value there, but I like Xander a lot. I, he's the guy. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Like Mark Harris had put out, who's the one golfer if like you bet on him every time because if you if he wins and you don't bet on him, you're going to kill yourself. And for me, that's probably a combination of Xander and Cantley, but a little bit more Xander just because Cantley's major record is is bad. Although I did put a future on Cantley to win a major this year at like plus 800. Did you win a shit ton of money on the Zurich last year? When Cantley and Xander teamed up for the victory. I did bet them, but I didn't win like a shit ton. It wasn't life changing or anything, but of course I bet them together. They're outstanding, but Xander plays really well at the masters. Um, I actually thought I'd get some value this year because he got cut last year. I thought people might read a little bit too much into that, but the last two masters that have been played on a normal golf course in April, um, he's finished top three, both times. Um, his game suits this course. He's pretty much good at everything, super well-rounded, which pays off at Augusta where you kind of have to be good at everything. I think the knock on Xander is that he's good at everything but not great at anything. Um, but I think that plays pretty well here, and I think I'm a big fan of his. So I like Xander. Um, he's another one that I'll be peppering in quite a bit in DFS lineups. Um in my pool, I break the top five and the top ten, uh, the five and six through ten apart, so you can get uh, two elite golfers in on your card. I don't like pools that do just the top ten, where you have to pick one of those guys because I just think that's I don't like limiting yourself to because then everyone takes Rory, Scheffler, yeah. Rom, and then you get no exposure to any of the other guys. So I like breaking it up. So in those situations, I'm probably backing Shoffley in that second tier of the top ten, and then where I've got Rom at the top. I actually faded Xander in a uh, head-to-head uh, little little pizza bet. Um, I went with Justin Thomas over him because he's plus one hundred. I don't. I actually my model ranks Xander higher than than Justin Thomas. Uh, slightly. I also don't like JT's form either. His his form isn't great, but I also think like it's also not terrible. Like I'm going into his his. His uh, results this year, 10 at Valspar, which, you know, kind of a whack field. 21st, Arnold Palmer, so didn't make anyone money for the most part. Fourth at Phoenix, I had him top five, top ten. Um, so I won money there. And then really that's probably fifth in the Tour Championship. Yeah, so like the fourth at Phoenix is really his only good performance. But um, 
I, I do think the, the, the course conditions will be a little softer. That's not what I think. It's actually what I read uh, based on the weather and, and also reading that the driving distance is going to be more of a factor. He drives it further than Xander. He's also number one in strokes gained around the green over the last 50 rounds, and Xander's down there around 40. And around the green play is huge and uh, at Augusta, which is something you just talked about with Rom. So, Again, it's 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 a plus money or it's a even money payout, but I did I did take Justin Thomas over Xander, but to a point that you made, uh, Xander does really well in the majors. He's kind of like a top twenty machine in those things. So, yeah, and and for pool picks like we're talking about or like I was talking about, you know, he's a very safe pick because he should finish top twenty. So you're not going to lose a ton, even if someone else from his group finishes well you're not you're likely not going to lose a ton and if you're in one of those pools where they count your score at the end of every day which i do not do but i i've played those and i don't hate them um xander's much more likely to be consistent i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you will hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I agree with you on those points. My second golfer, dude. Colin Maracao, baby. Couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. Dude, I'm getting just absolutely boo-fooed in golf lately. I'm on like an eight-event losing streak. My balance is down to, I think, like minus one unit. It was up to like plus 30 at one point. I have, I don't feel like I should be losing this year, and I've given out four outright wins. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in my brain. I, it's, again, it's my second year betting golf. I'm clearly doing something wrong. I don't really, can't quite put my finger on it. Be that as it may, backs against the wall. I got to go with one of my guys. I fell in love with betting on golf because this fool won the 2021 Open Championship, which really doesn't pertain to this analysis very much, only that he does go well at the majors. He was fifth the Masters last year. He won the, I think, the 2020 PGA Championship. Um, And... Like his iron play is elite uh, at difficult golf courses. It's first. His ball striking's first. His approach is first over the last 50 rounds. He's top 10 in greens and regulation, top 10 in good drives gained. He's not long off the tee, but he's super accurate. Positions himself well for the second shot. And I also, everyone's nervous about, about his putting, but. Here's something that I read from Ron Close at Betsperts. The last 15 Masters champion, the average, they they averaged uh, 101st in strokes gained putting leading into the Masters. So putting just really doesn't matter, right? That's the only reason Hideki Matsuyama was able to win 2021. That fool can't putt or shit, but he still won the Masters by a few strokes. Point is, like, Marikawa needs to avoid long putts, but, like, that's pretty much, like, how it works to win majors, right? 
like Scotty Scheffler's amazing uh, 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 putting and short game, Cam Smith. But like otherwise, you pretty much need to stick it five feet inside the pin, setting yourself up for birdie if you're going to win one of these majors. And he has the ability to do that. So I'm going back to the well with Marikawa. I took him outright. Uh, top five and top ten. Same thing that I did with 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 Dustin Johnson. I know you're not a Marikawa guy, but do you at least somewhat feel me that once he drifts to thirty to one, it's like, ugh, like come on, like there's not ten or well at thirty to one. I think there'd be what eleven better golfers than him. Do you think there's eleven better golfers than him in this field? Yes. What? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. What do you think is a what do you think is a fair number for Colin Marikawa then? No, I'm just messing with you. I don't. I don't have any thoughts on Markawa. I've only lost betting him, so uh, he never does well when I use him in like one of the one and done or you know the the fantasy golf. Like it just never goes well for me. So he's he's one of your guys. He's like one of my anti guys. So actually, you should be happy because I'm not on him this week, which means he should do well. All right, screw Colin Markawa. Let's move on. Who do you got next? You're gonna love this. Wait, is it an Asian? You got Siwoo, don't you? You bet Siwoo, you crazy mf'er. No, but oh, okay. close. Uh, uh, uh. I'm on Hideki. What? I am on Hideki okay. Matsuyama. I'm going to put in a bet right now. There's no way you're winning money on Hideki and I'm not. <laughs> I love Hideki this week, man. I really do. I, I. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. He's. And I like that. I mean, if you're using what I used for my pool, which was instead of. By the way, I switched this year, and I see a lot of people switching. Instead of using World Golf Rankings, people are using the odds, which is great, um, breaking their tiers down by odds instead of by uh, World Golf Rankings, which was always the way people did it. But because of the way they screwed with the live people, like it's just not even fair anymore. But man, like he's a former winner. His form is still really good. Like You want to talk about are there – 11 better golfers than Morikawa. Like, he's 45 to 1. Are there 25 golfers better and more likely to win this tournament than Hideki Matsuyama? Really? That seems outlandish to me. You know, you know, I agree. It's like I mean, music look, to my ears right now. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, again, I'm looking at this from more of a pool standpoint because that's how I'm going to play it, less of, you know, outrights and whatever. But. You know, he's in a tier with Homa, Morikawa, Cam Young, Cam Smith, Kepka, Zalatoris, like all guys who people are going to flock to. And that's another reason I like him a lot. It's because I think he's actually a bit of a pivot play here. Even as a former champion from two years ago, I think he's going to be relatively underowned in this tier because of some of the other names I just mentioned. Um, but he's made eight straight cuts at Augusta. He hasn't finished outside the top 15 in the past three years. Like he's a pretty safe pick and he has win equity. Like I don't. What else do you want in a in a guy? Absolutely. Um, so I was just trying I mean, to pull up the stat plus, that that kind of helps your uh, case. He's plus three twenty for top ten. I mean, uh, so three to one for top ten Hideki. We joke about it all the time about how much I love Hideki Matsuyama and how often I bet him. Right, and because my job is a sports betting writer i don't have shit else to do all day besides watch the sports that i bet on i go to the gym here there he's you know random shit i'll drink beer this is but what that got also... me into golf because like i just sit at home on a thursday afternoon it's like what what else is there to do for Golf's sure on. i mean i love betting it. baseball but the absolutely i 100 percent agree with what you're saying um 
Anyways, I watch a lot of Hideki Matsuyama golf holes. And I can tell you just by the eyeball test, he's crushing par fives. Crushing them. And the way to win the Masters is to score on the par fives. They're like the only gettable holes uh, at Augusta, right? When this fool won the Masters, he was he won minus 10. He was minus 11 par 5 scoring. <laughs> like, like plus he, one on the rest of the course. Yeah, plus one won on the, the rest tournament. of the course. And just, and just bodied the par 5s. And he's been doing pretty much the same thing, except for that one blow up that he had. Uh, I think By the it was way, at you know the who else is dominant at, You know who else is dominant on par 5s? John Rahm. There was like a crazy eagle stat that he had like made an eagle in every tournament he'd played in for like, it was like a crazy streak of making an eagle on a par five yeah. in every tournament he plays in. Yeah, I wonder if Augusta National is going to set up the same backboard that the Waste Management Phoenix Open did, so he could. Just That's another thing, man. You right have to the, bake the... that into John Rahm's odds when he hits <laughs> it out of bounds. Someone's throwing it in the fairway, so yeah. at least once or twice this weekend, John Rahm's going to hit a terrible shot that is going to bounce off the windshield of a car and settle inside five feet. You have to factor that in. I, you you literally can't factor that in. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, well, I've, not to go back and beat a dead horse, Roy McIlroy's uh, first in par five scoring in this field, and Rom is, yeah, I mean, he's eighth. He is pretty sick. But, um, God damn it, I'm jealous of the Hideki Matsuyama pick. I love it. you have anything more to say about that? No, I think I've said everything that I wrote down. You know who else I like in his tier, though? And you're going to freaking love this, too. I gave out – so the way I did my – if you want to check it out, go to outkick.com. I gave out my pool picks. And what I did was for each tier, I gave my pick, my top pick, and then I gave a pivot pick. If you wanted to go contrarian, a guy that I think is going to be underowned in that tier. Because there's game theory when it comes to these pools, right? It's not just about picking winners, but if you can get a guy who is underowned in a group and performs well, you can make up a lot of ground that way, right? Allegedly. So, like, that's what I said about John. Like, I, I think John Rahm is the best of the tier one, but if you want to go contrarian, you get someone like Xander who could win the tournament, and because of who he's in his tier, very few people are going to pick him. So if you if that does happen, you gain an advantage over the field. So for tier two, I have Hideki as my top pick. My pivot pick is Sung J.M. Ooh, that ties into my third uh, bet here. Jeez. Yep. You, so, you know he kills par fives. He crushes par fives. I think in this tier, um, there's I, this tier is actually the most – I wrote this. This is the make or break tier in the Masters pool this year because there are so many good golfers in this tier and also so – like I, I'm having trouble. It was hard to pick a pivot because I don't know where the – percentages are going to lie like is max homa going to be super popular i guess it depends on your pool is morikawa going to be super popular cameron young cameron smith brooks kepka will zalator like these are hideki as a former champion these are all guys who in any given pool could be the number one pick but sung jm is not going to be the number one pick in this pool there's too many other guys i think he's going to be really low owned and because of that I I really love the him as a contrarian play here. I love him as a contrarian for DFS as well, the range that he's in. I think he'll be relatively underowned. He is a cut-making machine. He's only missed one in his past 19 events. He did miss the cut last year, or at the 2021 Masters, excuse me, but he has two top 10 finishes in three of his career Masters starts, including a tie for second in the fake Masters in 2020, and he was tied for eighth last year. So, yeah, 
I like him as a contrarian play in things like, you know, uh, DraftKings, if you're doing a tournament style one where there's a lot of entries or a pool where you're looking to gain an advantage over your opponents, I think Sungjae could provide some value. I'm not taking him as an outright or anything, but I do. I love him as a contrarian play. Uh, he was <clears throat> first after 18 holes last year at the Masters. Um, I mean, kick and play. There's no question. Ended up finishing. Where did he finish last year? Oh, God. I have it right in front of me. Um, eighth. So he did kind of fall apart there uh, on the weekend or after the first round. But he built that huge lead. Or not a huge lead, but he built the first round lead by just crushing par fives. He was four under. But like finishing eighth after a first round lead isn't that bad. No, it's not a complete meltdown. No, not at all. I mean, I bet him top 10, top 20 and a win. So I'm still I'm still profiting if he if the same um if it plays out the same as last year. He's to add to your hasn't missed he a cut. He did shoot plus 3 in round 4 though, which was that was disappointing. Yeah, but so did Cam Smith I, I if I remember right, actually I know I do. Uh, Scheffler was either one under or round even on uh, um, the final round. Cam Smith ejected, Sung J M ejected, Rory and Marikawa backdoor to top five. What did in Sung J was following up his first round lead sixty seven with a seventy four on Friday. Yeah, not good. Not good. He, um, shot a, he actually finished eighth while shooting a 74 and a 75. All right. Well, whatever. I'm I'm locked in on a Sung JM uh, top 20, top 10, and plus 4,000 odds. Gave him out a plus 3,500 on DraftKings. Got in a plus 4,000 bet. So I'm feeling good about it. He can backdoor a top 20 with just his nastiness on par fives um, and how well he's gone on par fives at Augusta. So. Hopefully it plays out that way. Uh, all right, so you went a little bit of Rom, a little bit of Decky, a little bit of Sung Jay. Who else? Do yeah, you but have? now now we get to the fun part because now we're into tier three, and that's what I like to call the Tiger Woods tier. I thought you were gonna call it the Bernard Langer tier. No, this is the Tiger Woods tier. Everyone's gonna pick Tiger in your pool. So the obvious strategy, like the obvious strategy, is fade Tiger Woods. That's the game theory strategy. It's the golf strategy. However, like I wrote, if you just love Tiger and you're like, I want to root for Tiger. And if he wins, I want to possibly pay that off. I'm fine. Like pick Tiger. I'm not going to do it though. Uh, I'm going with Corey Connors here. I, I think Connors is going to be a little bit popular as well. He's coming off a win. He has outstanding masters form, which I did not realize until I started looking into this. Like, Corey Connors has finished top 10 in three straight Masters. Like, uh, you knew that. But, like, how many people knew that? Probably not many. Right. And so, you know, you're getting a golfer who's in much better form than Tiger Woods, obviously. He's much healthier, and he has great course form. Uh, The only downside to Corey Connors is he's very, very ugly. But that's okay, because dude can play some golf. Beautiful wife. Beautiful daughter. They have hey, good man, jeans. Win, I don't know. You win golf tournaments. That's how it works. Yeah, for sure. He's got to be like one of the more famous Canadians, Canadian athletes out there. But now we're dipping into a territory that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know Canadian sports. I the don't funny know thing Conor is, McGregor, uh, McGregor, McDavid. 
uh, interviewed him once. Um, He's good. The interesting thing in this in this tier is that I want to talk about. Not that I have anything on him or anything, but there's a guy who's quickly developing like a little bit of a a big game hunter, and I think people don't realize it. And that's Min Woo Lee. Let me tell you a little bit about Min Woo Lee. I mean, tell the listeners. You obviously probably know about Min Woo Lee. Where does he? Where is he on your model? He's terrible, but it's only right. because I use Fantasy National. Instead of Rick Rungood, and I want to go to Rick Rungood because he takes in, he collects DP world world, world tour data, and Min Woo Lee is just crushing DP world tour, and these okay, guys so only grab PGA tour data. Let me tell you some interesting things about Min Woo Lee. Oh, I know. Tell the listeners. I will. So last season, he played in 12 tournaments, and he got cut eight times. He got cut twice as many times as he made the cut. He only made four cuts. Three of those four cuts came in the majors. He finished top 15 in the Masters last year. He finished top 30 at both the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. And he finished tied for six at the Players' Championship last month. Like, he's almost got a little bit of, like, that Brooks Kepka. I don't give a shit unless the tournament really matters. Like, it's, it's fascinating to me that he made four cuts last year, missed eight cuts, and three of them were at the hardest golf tournaments of the year like that's wild so i kind of i like him as a pivot play especially um but i also don't hate sprinkling a little bit on him for a top 10 top 20 type of deal yeah i think the cats kind of have the bag on him though like wasn't he like plus ten thousand at arnold palmer at the at the at the api so like people like americans are starting to get hip to min Lee and was it the players of the Arnold Palmer that he was in the final group against Scheffler? And it, it had to be, it had to be the players, right? Because it had to be the players. Yeah. Kitayama won that one. Um, I just think like his, his number was probably closer to like, it was over a hundred to one a couple months ago, like for sure. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm getting too late to the party on, on, uh, Min Lee, but I've liked him a lot cause I've paid attention to the DP world. Yeah, you're stuff. right. I mean, as a top, he's minus money to, to top 30. I, I'm surprised by that. So the odds aren't great, but he does make a terrific pivot play in um, the pool format where you're in the Tiger Woods, Corey Connors tour, and those two figure to be uh, very highly owned. Patrick Reed might even get some ownership uh, as well, and Shane Lowry. Uh, it's actually the non-American tour, or the uh, non-American tour. God bless it. Market? The non-American tier. Because outside of Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed, it's Tyrrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Corey Connors, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Joaquin Neiman, Min Woolley. No Americans. No, and I'm not picking an American either. This is for your, your pool that you invited me to? Yes. Okay, cool. I still got to read up on that. Um, I'm actually on a lot of non-Americans, which makes me want to have to give up my American card. Like I'm on John, all of my picks, John Rahm, uh, Hideki, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, uh, Seamus Power, and Alex Noren. Not one American. You, I do love Zander. You've bet all those guys? Well, those are my picks. Okay. Um, is Keith Mitchell in that Minwoo Lee Mito tier? I was initially on Keith Mitchell until I looked at his statistics and they <laughs> do not suit 
Augusta. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he wails it off the tees, tenth in total strokes gained which, over which the last Which doesn't matter. At, which doesn't matter at Augusta. Like his biggest strength is mitigated by the course. He's gained before the players where he picked up five strokes on the greens and still finished 35th. His approach is bad. His around the green is bad. His putting is bad. What's wrong with that? You can work with that. Dude, this guy, (laughs) (laughs) this guy gained strokes off the tee. According to fantasy national, it looks like it doesn't matter. It's Augusta. So you must be on him. No, I haven't, but I was just looking at him and I'm trying to give you some conversation because you can, but he's, he's, I mean, he is a guy that I Genesis, would avoid. Riviera is, I think, a, is a comp course. I, I think people are into him and I think it's, I think it's incorrect. I would be, what's his matchup? You want to go on his matchup? Mm, I don't think DraftKings has it and I would have to search around, but let me, let me, let me look right now. I wonder what he is to make or miss the cut. Is he offered? Um, Wow, Keith Mitchell is minus three forty to make the cut. Yeah, Ooh. dude. What I can I I can get Keith Mitchell at plus two twenty five to miss the cut. I kind of like it. I'm not in agreement agreement that Keith Mitchell plus two twenty five to miss the cut is a good bet. But I'm I definitely wouldn't lay. Was it minus three fifty? Does he have a matchup that we can even sweat? Where are they? Here we go. Mitchell. He's going against Mito Pereira plus one. He He's minus 120. Mito's plus 100. What do you think about, about that? I, I kinda love like, Mito. I kind of like Mito, too. I don't really want to go yeah, against Mito. Yeah. yeah, I figured you'd say that. I thought you might be uh, into Mito. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Mito Pereira. Um, I've never bet this guy. Well, I might have bet him once, but I don't remember which tournament it was. But I bet him in the Masters. Tommy Fleetwood literally has no PGA Tour win equity, right? So hoping he cashes the top 20 ticket at plus 190, which is where I bet him. But I also sprinkled on him at plus 6,600 to win this thing outright, be his first PGA Tour victory. He's down to 5,500. So I got a good price on him. Um, Dustin Johnson. I went hammer dick alpha and crushes off a tee. Great course history. Colin Marikawa, elite iron player, always in the green and regulation, always in the fairway. Sung Jay kills par fives. I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood because he's a short game specialist. And it kind of rounds out my card, diversifies my portfolio. His uh, approach numbers are, you know, pretty good, mostly mediocre. His off the tee numbers, mediocre but you actually don't even care about that but his scrambling is nasty his short game uh his strokes gain around the green he's six over the last 50 rounds in this field um he's 11th um in short game strokes gained on firm and fast greens Augusta's known for their firm and fast greens and he's 11th and birdies are better gained over the last 50 rounds on firm and fast greens because he usually nails his putts he does pretty good on par five, so um, I took him. I took him plus sixty six hundred, which I'm getting some closing line value on. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Don't expect him to win. Hopefully, he gets in the top twenty though. Tommy, Can you explain to me why Cameron Smith is plus one thirty versus Jordan Spieth? Uh, no, and that's actually another bet that I have, and I I put that on my uh, 
four matchups in the Masters. Is it a sucker bet? I think the bet that I made is a sucker bet because I bet him at plus 125, and now you're saying it's up to plus 130? It's up to plus 130. Now, I'm wondering if that's just because the public loves Jordan Spieth and they haven't heard from Cameron Smith in a bit, but that feels wildly mispriced. Yeah, Smith is still six in the official world golf rankings, and I think Spieth is an overrated 16. And I like Spieth. I actually do, but I don't think... Well, his game sets up here, right? Because off the tee doesn't matter as much, and you can miss off the tee, which is what he does. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, Smith isn't great off the tee. He's better short game than, than yes. Spieth. We can, and Spieth's short game is pretty sick. Their yes. approach numbers are awash for the most part, you know? Depends on the day. But, but how, like, that's what I'm saying. So, at worst, this should be, I think Cam should be favored. I agree. At worst, it should be even money. But plus one, like, that is a, that's a high number for a matchup. Like, I don't even see any other matchups that are, I shouldn't say any, but most matchups are not, do not have one player favored. Actually, I don't see any other one on DraftKings. That is the heaviest priced matchup is Jordan Spieth minus 160. No one is priced higher than that in their matchup. That's wild. I think it's a public thing. It's almost what it has to be. It has to be, right? I even love Jordan. I, I, I went to Twitter and I searched Cam Smith injury because I almost didn't believe the price. Like, what? How? Is there anything on the interwebs about this guy dealing with something? Because what? I don't, I, I can't make sense of that number. I know Jordan Spieth won the Masters, right? And course history is huge. But Cameron Smith was, he was in the final group last year with Scheffler. He was second in 2020. 10th in 2021, 5th in 2019. Spieth he was a beast. Here last year. What's up? I said Spieth got cut here last year. Right. And Actually, his Spieth's course history is interesting because he got cut last year. He's got two T3. He's got a 3, a T3, two T2s, and a 1 mixed with a – in the last four years, though, he's been cut. He's tied for 46th and tied for 21st. He really just had a good stretch from 2014 to 2018 where he never finished worse than 11th and finished in the top three four times. Yeah, and everyone's clinging to that. And again, course history is a big thing at Augusta. It's just, like to me, Cam Smith is a top 10 golfer and Spieth is not. And that's kind of where, I, where I'm at. And that's, that's... That's the correct take. That's like, why. it took me 20 to but 30 see, if we're minutes agreeing, to type that out, but it's... Uh, if we're agreeing, that's that's scary, though. That might be a problem. Do we are we tracking the bets that we agree on? Do we know? Do we know that we suck together? Because I don't. Uh, I don't either. All right then. Well, let's just go with it. Let's just let's just. Let's I just really say, love Cam. I love Cam Smith with that. And I already locked in a bet on him. So hey, hop in. Uh, water's warm. Uh, I have one more head to head to talk to you about. Brooks Kepka. I took him. I had to search around. He's not on the sponsored. Uh, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. I took him plus 150 over Victor Hovland. Thoughts? I I just don't know, man. Like, I, I you thought I was going to be on Kepka, and I thought about it. Um, He seems like the type of guy who would just show up here and with a chip on his shoulder and just go out. Um, You know, by all accounts, he's in arguably the best form of any live golfer based on his results on the live tour, whether or not that matters. We don't know yet. 
really. Um, you know, this is the really the first year where the live golfers are really only like they all started defecting last year, but they were previously on the tour. So this is kind of the first time it's been a while since they've played in a like a PGA event. But I mean, Brooks has been cut the last two years, but he's been hurt. Previously, he had some decent course history here. Ah, he's oh, he's so tough. I don't. I love Victor Hovland long term and in general, but I don't think his game plays well here. So I don't mind fading Hovland. I'm just not sure I want to do it with Brooks, if that makes sense. I mean, plus one fifty. That's that's just a great number that I couldn't I couldn't pass up because if there's any legitimacy to his live tour form. Maybe he's back. And Victor Hovland's game really sucks for Augusta. Now, he hasn't missed the cut. He's finished 21st, 27th, 32nd, and his only three master starts. That is kind of uh, that's something to sell Hovland. Uh, or Hovland and he was low amateur, on. which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he's got – he's such an elite ball striker – so good with the irons that him kind of like Marikawa is like, you know, the around the green might not matter if he's just sticking at five feet to the pin, but But like, he's one of the, he's like the anti Minwoo anti Brooksy. Like he's not a big game hunter. Unfortunately, kind of like my guy, Patty C who I love dearly, but the guy has yet to show up in a major and it's, it's starting to get to that point where it's like, it's, it's hard to defend if you can't show up when it matters. Yeah. And we know Brooks can. So four-time major winner. Hovland's three victories were pretty weak fields. Two of them were at Mayakoba. I will say this, though. Here's here's one thing to watch. And I was talking, uh, actually, to Booger about this today. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Hovland's going to be playing with Tiger Woods for the first two rounds. That's going to be... Him and Xander are in a group with Tiger. Like, how are they going to respond to unbelievable attention that they're not used to um like, yeah tiger that, at the masters people are gonna like to me that's more that unknown than the live tour thing yeah and that's the thing and i wondered that like sort of out loud like will you know will xander or or hovland struggle you know hitting every shot they hit there's going to be hundreds of eyeballs all the way around them like i don't know is that gonna is that going to motivate them to play better? Is it going to be too pressure packed for a Thursday? I don't know. It's the tiger factor. Definitely at Augusta though, is a thing. And I think getting paired with tiger in the first two rounds is a, is a negative on both of their values. Um, I see. I think in this particular conversation, I think Xander, I'd be more confident in Xander. You oh, know, same. That's why than, I'm still back Victor Hovland. You know, but like, I think it does denigrate Hovland. Like Hovland knows his chipping sucks. It's in his head. And if it's like more people are watching, watching me, yeah, like, oh no, Tiger's watching. Like he might go from like <laughs> one side of the green to the other side of the that's green. A, type that's thing. actually a really good point. Cause if you, I think about it as like playing golf, like it's, it's a lot easier to hit a full shot, right? Like it just is, it's just, it's natural. The reason that chipping and putting is tough is because it's such a measured swing. Like it's, very precise and sort of like the more nervous you are, the more the heart's going, the more people are watching. Like that's the stuff. I think back to my story that I told last week at the Valero, when I made it a 10, the hole before I hit, before I stuck the, uh, the shot to win it. 
And it was like all of my shots, not all, but most of those shots were in front of a crowd and they were chips. And that's why I was like sculling it over the green. But like when I stood up to the tee and it was like hit a full seven iron. Okay. Like that, you know what I mean? Like there's not much, a full seven iron is a full seven iron. Like you're just, you're just swinging the club like you would swing it. And there's not, not a lot of thought behind it. Whereas, you know, chips and putts, that's not how it works. So I, I'm kind of into this idea of like, I kind of want to fade hobbling hard playing in the group with Tiger. What's he to miss the cut? I could see it. Um, to miss the cut, Hovland is. I love how DraftKings has its plus... own. Go ahead. I thought it would take you a minute to find it, so I was going to throw something else out there. He's plus 350. No, what do you got? I don't like that. I think it's hilarious that you Tiger don't? has his own. No, I like it. Oh, I was going to say. That's a good number, yeah. Um, I like that Tiger has his own tab. <laughs> Tiger at Augusta. There's just Tiger props. I mean, it's cooler than the ringer. Right, the Ringers, he's they're the, like uh, they're sponsored by the FanDuel, so like they have their own like little pages in FanDuel. I'm sure there's a Tiger page in FanDuel as well. Um, I, I like it. I'm definitely gonna shop around for some prices, at least and for all content the props purposes. Are like, is he going to make a hole in one on a specific hole? And the answer is no. It's kind of bitch shit. Like he's it's plus only- five plus five thousand to break the course record. 50 to 1 to break the course record. That should be a thousand to 1 minimum. It should look like the Albatross number, which is plus 20,000. That's way more likely. Yeah. He can get into one in a par five. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's, he out, he out drove JT and, and Rory at the uh, Genesis. Like, he can, he can get into one. That is wild. Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, so yeah, I kind of talked you into fading Hovland, maybe not with Kepka, but plus one fifty is a number I couldn't pass up. Hovland's matchup on DraftKings is, I think it's Marikawa actually, if I remember correctly. It's Max Homa minus one ten. Whoa, whoa. Say that again. Max Homa versus Victor Hovland minus one ten. That's on oh, me. I'm hammering Max Homa. I like Max Homa there too. Max Homa is one of my guys, one for me at the Farmers, and he has pretty shitty major history himself. That's why I couldn't get behind him here. But like against Hovland, I don't know. That's interesting. Do you know what Max Homa's group pairing is? I was just about to look it up. Our brains work exactly the same way. Um, I wrote about it this morning, and I already forgot. That's that's not good. I'm getting old. You can't really overreact unless it's to Tiger or with Tiger, which we know it's. Yeah, not. I don't. I honestly don't think it, it even matters. Or if it was like a couple of big live guys, where it's like there might be some, but there isn't because they avoided all of that shit by just not pairing the um, the live golfers with any of the uh, big PGA guys. It should Max be Homa, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Rory. <laughs> like, just put them right in the middle exactly, of these guys. Like, exactly. What's up, dude? What's up? I'm here. Paulina's, Paulina's right there. What's up? What's it should up, be Tiger and Mickelson. Like, <laughs> come on. Let's have some fun. Rory and DJ. Like, uh, Max Homa is playing with Scotty Scheffler and Sam Bennett, and he's in the late, early wave. Okay. Is Hovland, what wave is he? Good question. Uh, if he's playing with Tiger, they're in the early late. They play at like 10. They're like, well, they're in like a, I don't know. They're in a weird spot because they're kind of like dead in the middle, I believe. 
And weather might make this whole thing weird, the waves thing weird, right? Yeah, the Masters is interesting because, again, it's a small field, so it kind of, like, plays out a little differently. Like, they don't even start till 8 a.m., even though they could start earlier. Last thing. Actually, do you have any other fade golfer content? Love that. Um... I do love fading people. Uh, no, I just I, I think I gave out all my picks for my pool, um, which I'm good with. I'm on Alex Noren again because I, he's my Sung J M Hideki Matsuyama. I just can't seem to quit the freaking guy. Yeah, I hear you. But you I mean, as a pool pick, guys. like as a potential long shot, whatever. Got to talk to you about Tiger. Are you gonna be a curmudgeon, or are you gonna put like ten dollars on him at plus eighty thousand or plus eight thousand? Excuse me. I'm going to be a curmudgeon. Do, do you want to borrow $10? <laughs> do I want to borrow $10 to burn it on Tiger Woods winning? Cause he's not going to win. Dude, no, I, don't I spend $10. $10 on like, if I go to even a happy hour in, in LA County, it's like $10 drinks. It's no yeah, big but deal. That's one drink. I'd much rather have the drink. Then, then a f- two, possibly four days sweat with Tiger. Come on. I'd much rather have the drink. I'd much rather bet. What's Tiger to miss the cut? Check you in. A... <laughs> I'm gonna be. I think it's plus one fifty. Oh, love it! Dude. I actually don't think he'll miss the cut. If I'm being honest, though. Yeah, you said this shit about the Genesis, and he made the cut. Yeah, I don't think he'll miss the cut here, just because I think experience at Augusta matters so much, and Tiger just knows how to play this course. He also looks pretty good. Just in general, like he's laughing and smiling a lot. And I think if he was in a ton of pain, he probably wouldn't be. So I think he's probably not in quite as much pain as he has been. Which is really the only thing holding him back. Obviously, the injuries, he can still swing it. Um, I think he'll make the cut. But I don't. I think top 40 is probably ceiling. Fair enough. I think it's plus 100 for him to top 30. Top 40 is minus 175 because 50 guys out of 90 make the cut. So, like, top 40. If you make the cut, like, your top 40 is looking pretty easy. So, I don't know. I might do, like, top 30 plus 100 and then, like, with, like, a quarter unit and then, like, still, like, 10 or 15 bucks on him. Well, I can't do that. Uh, Put the the minimum on him to win uh, the tournament out, right? I could see Tiger backdooring it too because I think at Augusta and the Masters, like even if he were, you know, not in contention on Sunday as far as like having a chance to win, I still see him going out and, and giving it everything he's got to put together to put it to put on a show for the fans. No, that's fair, and I agree. I could see a I could see a good round four out of Tiger, even if he's not in contention, where there's some like in the past I feel like Tiger might have been like even a few years ago, like if I'm out of it, like I'm out, I might even WD cause, but I think he's finishing all four rounds. Well, that's why um, he's on the AM PM wave. It's like, he's just, uh, Oh yeah. The AM PM wave. Right. So he can just kind of get out of there Friday. Well, he's in the AM PM wave because they want, if he is in a chase for the cut, they want that on TV and the masters only starts its coverage at like three o'clock and you want tigers Friday round on TV. That's why that's why he's in the late early. I mean the early late, excuse me. They want Tiger's cut chase on TV, period. This is good stuff. Because even they think he's gonna be on a in a cut chase and not in a setting course records chase. 
at plus 5,000. Yeah. I mean, well, we all can wish one thing, but it just feels like there's a better chance that he misses the cut than anything else, right? Just because it's like, you never know with this guy. I will say oh, on, I wanna, on Fantasy yeah. National, he's number one in course history. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, I think, do you want fucking five of them? I mean, you know. Since I wrote this stuff down, I'm going to just read a couple of things real quick. Uh, why I'm on Adam Scott. Um, he's made six cuts this season. He's in decent form. However, he his best finish is T29, but in pools where you're, you know, picking from that group, the Tom Hoagies, Siwoo Kims, Mito Pereira's, Keith Mitchell's. I think Scott's the safest pick. He's not someone I would put an outright on. I don't think he's going to win this tournament. Um, but if you're looking in like a cash game um, DFS thing, I think Adam Scott's very safe. I think he's extremely likely to make the cut and probably finish somewhere around top 30, which is pretty good for where he uh, suits in. If you want to pivot there, I do like Tom Hoagie a bit. Hoagie has actually gained more strokes approach the green than anyone this season, which is absolutely wild. And he's a top 50 putter. His biggest area of struggle is off the tee. But as I've said many times, um, off the tee doesn't matter as much. So I I think his biggest weakness is mitigated. So I like Hoagie a lot. Uh, I have Seamus Power as well. Another one where, again, I'm not saying he's going to win. He's 130 to one. Seamus Power is not winning the Masters. But if you're looking for guys to pick and pull, pick and DFS, cut golfers, rune lineups. I think Seamus Power um, can make the cut. And he's also in a group with Kurt Kitayama, who I think is very risky in this tournament. I don't actually understand the love. He's never been good in majors. He's never played Augusta. Well, I don't know if he's ever played Augusta, but he's never played in the Masters. Um, Seamus Power is a good putter. He's really good around the green. Both of those are necessary at Augusta. And then... um, of course, I, I mentioned Alex Norton, and I don't really have anything more to say than I like Alex Norton. <laughs> but he is good around the green and on the green. So the only thing you have to say about Alex Norton is that you have an, a you have a problem, and it is an addiction to betting Alex Norton. I know it's such a weird one too. Like he doesn't win anything. You took money off of me last week by backing Alex Norton. I uh, saved money because it split because Taylor Montgomery just absolutely took a a duty in his pants. Well, he actually didn't, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> He like shot even over the weekend and just never made a move. Dude, I could write a whole article about all of my Valero picks taking a shit in the pants on the weekend. It was brutal. It was brutal. I, I, I was looking at the Valero on Saturday. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to win all of the money. And and then by the end of it, I was just begging Chris Kirk to stay in the top 20. Just like, let me just get out of here with Chris Kirk getting me a top 20 and whatever. I'll did just- he stay in? Because he did bogey 18. Yeah, he did. He he finished, I think, eighth. Okay. I was going to say, would you have killed yourself if he, like, made double or triple there to lose? Because he he was in one of those spots that you don't want your guy to be in when you need that, which was he was, like, kind of still in it where he was, like, in go mode there on a very risk-reward hole. And he did end up hitting one in the water, which is where you can get yourself into trouble. So... Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, if you're the leader, you just you play it safe. You play a shot in the fairway, shot in the fairway, on in three, two putt par, no problem. Like, it's an easy hole if you're playing it to make par. But if you're going to play it for eagle, then you bring double into play. So I, I just wondered how you – but I guess if he finished eighth, then he wasn't really in any danger of, of falling out of I mean, when he, bo- where he, when he hit the water, I was like, oh, no, because, like – we were both sweating the Valero. There was a couple nines. There was a couple eights. And I was just like, uh-oh. Like, wait a second. Didn't one of your guys make a nine? Uh, No, I think it was Siwoo that made the nine that we were talking oh, about. Right. I, I didn't have Siwoo. But... And Dietrich just had the worst round ever. 
Yeah, Dietrich, I don't think, made as high as of a nine, but he went plus 11 in round three. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it was it's a crazy. course that you should not really be shooting that. Yeah, this dude, dude, on Sunday, he was chipping out of a rock farm. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, this is terrible, terrible. He did one of those things. Where he made a birdie in a round that he got nuked on, and he just waved like the the Bronx cheer, like the, whatever the golf version is of that. That's what he did. It was it was it was a disaster. Um, had something else to say, but I guess I guess not. We can kind of cap it here. Um, I'll be back. Hopefully, Dan will be back next week to talk about the RBC Heritage, which is it's an elevated event, dude. It's oh, it elevated, is. Yeah, dude. People are gonna have oh, to fly. Okay. Oh, wait, no. In the U.S. Open, they have to fly from the L.A. Country yes. Club across the country. It's not that big of a it's not that big of a move uh, to go up to, I think, South Carolina. But still, yeah, back to back. Harbor Town is a great golf course, by the way. Yeah, well, you made a face when I said RBC Heritage. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm excited about the RBC Heritage. I'm I don't know. You put RBC in front of things, and I just assume it's going to be like because I think of the RBC like Canadian Open, where no one like no one's going to. No one's busting out their passport to go play in the RBC Canada. Uh, I'll push back on you. Rory, defending champion, he'll be up <laughs> unless there. It's ele- unless it's elevated. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to defend his his RBC Canadian Open championship. I can't believe it. So the RBC Heritage is elevated, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So maybe you'll be back next week in Hot Links, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, we got to we gotta go Rory Rom. Follow all my stuff at outkick.com backslash betting. I'm at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Please leave Apple a uh, nice review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Dan, inform the listeners where they can find your stuff. Outkick.com on Twitter, Outkick Danzy. And Fox Weather. All right, until next time. <laughs> Peace. Peace.